Welcome to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. I'm Steve Casillo with the May 10th, 2023, 172nd edition, always broadcasting from the Solmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield news team. Coming up today, it's Mansfield News, Sports, and your weather forecast for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a Mansfield restaurant of your choice with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. School board race ends in a landslide. Voters re-elect city council incumbents and one returning face. Council sends planned development back to the drawing board in a moment with the mayor. Two ballot propositions pass, giving more leeway for economic development. Ben Barber culinary students cook up second place at nationals. We have the seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, Steve concludes his talks with Sarah Zink, a longtime man Field resident who recently packed her bags for the tropical paradise that is Boquete, Panama. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is about Mansfield. No matter your familiarity with buying or selling real estate, having an experienced, trusted advisor on speed dial is priceless. The Roger and Beth team of Century 21 Judge Fight is here to be that resource for you. Whether you're buying right here in Mansfield or your dreams are taking you elsewhere, we are ready to help you with turning that vision into a reality. To learn more, visit our website at homesinmansfield.com. That's homesinmansfield.com. Hi, this is Paul Duncan with Trinity Roofing and Construction. There are over 7,500 roofers in the North Texas area, and when a major hailstorm blows through town, that number skyrockets with companies as far away as Montana. In the planning stages of re-roofing your home, it's normal for customers to ask questions such as, where are they based out of and how many years experience do they have roofing in North Texas? Trinity Roofing and Construction can answer each of these questions with confidence. As a family-owned, Mansfield-based business since 2011, Trinity Roofing and Construction recently received a Product Excellence Award by Owens Corning and are a Platinum Preferred Contractor with Owens Corning. Contact us today for a free, no-obligation video roof inspection. Rated A-plus with the Better Business Bureau, Trinity Roofing and Construction, a Mansfield company, not only replacing roofs, but building relationships. Find us on the web at trinityroofingconstruction.com. That's trinityroofingconstruction.com. Hi, this is John with Pool-Aid, your local pool care specialist. With the exceptional amount of rain that we've experienced so far this year, spring is a vital time to clean pool filters, skim leaves and debris, and keep skimmers clean to ensure proper circulation as well as keep your pool sweep in good working condition. If you have any questions or concerns or need a certified professional to help keep your pool safe and clean, visit us on the internet at poolaid.net. That's poolaid.net. We're here for you. This is Randall Kennedy, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. The results are in, and the results from Election Day from Saturday are huge. On the phone with us right now is one of those winners, the winner from the uh, MISD School Board of Trustees, Dr. Benita Reed. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. I are, appreciate this opportunity. Have you stopped pinching yourself to make sure it's uh, it's it's really happening? I have not stopped pinching myself. No, um, it is surreal. Um, I'm grateful. 
humbled, just honored to be able to serve our students and, of course, our parents and educators. It's, it's good to take a breath. You know, it's been, it's been a long time. Looking at the, uh, the the unofficial results, which they will become official when you are sworn in and, and uh, canvassed at, yeah. at the next meeting, uh, the unofficial results say that you, you garnered 77% of the vote. I am so grateful to our MISD residents for getting out to vote. For me, as I said, it's humbling. We worked really, really hard. I had a, an awesome team of volunteers and people who just put their hard work and their heart into everything that we did. We made decisions to to really go out and we wanted everyone to have an opportunity to see what our team had to offer. And so we were able to do that, I believe. And we just continued working really up until seven o'clock. Yeah. On Saturday evening, we did not stop. We did not leave the polls. All every every team member was at a poll location until that time. This is your second campaign. What did you learn from the last campaign? That uh, did you have to make any adjustments with this campaign twenty twenty three? I did have to make adjustments, and I learned quite a bit from the first campaign. Um, I guess the most significant lesson that I learned is that I needed to get to know people. I just needed to build relationships with people so they would know who Benita Reed is mm. and that I was being authentically myself uh, when I said, I just want to serve. You know, I want to do what it is that I've been doing for over 30 years and I want to work with the team to do what's best for our kiddos. And so I think that's the most vital um adjustment that I made. There were some strategic things that we did in terms of campaigning, but I think that was probably the premier thing was to just let people get to know who I am. I don't know if people knew who I was at the time because I'd been working and then um, for about almost eight years, my dad was with us. And so we were really concentrated on having a balanced family, no matter um, what the conditions were. You know, my dad was here and we had to ensure that he had a good life. And so we were serving him and serving my baby and making sure we had a balanced life, as I said. So getting out and just getting to know people and letting people know who I really am, that I think was most vital. And after being sworn in, it's time to get to work. I am excited about the work, Mr. Kasi. <laughs> I am excited about the work. I, I look forward to working with the entire board, all of the staff, Everyone from central office to everyone at all the schools, I really want everyone to know I value everything they do on a day-to-day basis. I want everybody to be excited to come to work at whatever campus or whatever um, facility. I want um, MISD to remain the strong school district, and I want us to, to, to take this 23 falls into the next school year. Take the idea of, of being rejuvenated and revitalized, um, not just because I am a part of the team, but because it is a new, you know, this is a new school district is, is coming forth. And so it's my hope as we dive in and get started working on what it is best for our students that we will all be excited about it and, and just be thrilled to 
get busy. Well, you know, Dr. Reed, the last time I looked up the word landslide, uh, your, your photo was next to it. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way. It was the team. Yeah. The team worked nonstop, diligently, strategically, passionately. The team did not stop. If I needed to pivot, they let me know very candidly, and, and that's what I did. And so I cannot thank my team you know, I am so grateful to them. They, they've been with me for over a year. Some came on board, but everybody had one mission, one focus in mind. And that's to make certain that we were doing our best to get on the board to ensure that we would be able to serve our students, the parents, and our educators. Now is the time where we get in, as you said, Mr. Casillo, is to get in and do the work. So this is where I would like to have everyone support. Please support us as we do what's best for our kiddos in this district. Dr. Benita Reed, uh, our next Mansfield ISD school board trustee. Congratulations, and uh, we'll, we'll see you at the next board meeting. Thank you so much, Mrs. Castillo. Mansfield voters have elected Brent Newsom to City Council Place 3 and incumbent Todd Tenori to Place 6 and passed two sales tax propositions according to the unofficial tabulation. Official results will be available once all votes are canvassed. The unofficial tabulation shows that Newsom received 2,095 votes compared to Scott Bowman's 1,734 votes for Place 3. Tenori received 2,432 votes compared to Gary Cardinal's 1,318 votes for place six. Elected council members traditionally take the oath of office during the city council's second meeting in May. Incumbent council member Larry Brosh ran unopposed and will retain place seven. Council members serve three-year terms. Council member-elect Newsom will serve the remaining term of Place 3 until May 2024. The Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday. The following opinions of those of Michael Evans may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. We say, as we do every other week right here in the studio, top of the morning, Michael Evans. And top of the morning to you, Steve. Good to be here today. We call this a moment with the mayor, and uh, this past weekend, the elections. Yeah, we had the elections, and uh, we're going to be welcoming uh, Brent Newsom uh, back into the fold. We look forward to working with him, and also Todd Tenora. Uh, we look forward to always working with, with Todd, our mayor pro tem, just a good guy. And the unopposed Larry Brosh. Of course. Uh, Larry is, I call Larry our elder statesman. I mean, you can't help but love him, and uh, he brings a lot of institutional knowledge, so we appreciate uh just what he always brings to the table. He's a great guy. Let's get into uh, the, the, the work of the, of the citizens. Uh, you started off with a tip of the hat to the men and women in blue. Yes, uh, we started the day by proclaiming this week as National Police Week and National Correctional Officers and Employees Week. Listen, we are proud and thankful for the men and women uh, who work hard to keep our city safe. And we just needed to show them that. And I'm hoping that people will take out the time and wave at our officers and uh, listen. 
Just tell them thank you for the great work that they do in Mansfield, Texas. Followed by another tip of the hat to the young workers working at City Hall. Yeah, but we uh, it was fun to uh, recognize our recent class of high school interns. And, and let me tell you, I hope that uh, after they uh, finish college or grad school, that they'll come right back to Mansfield because these are some outstanding young people. And uh, we continue to be impacted by by them, and I know that they have been as well. So. Uh, you know, we tip our hats to folks at uh, Ben Barber and the great work that they do with our young people there. You also have some award-winning documentarians working for the uh, for the city. Yes, we did have some student documentarians, and uh, their recent work was actually recognized by uh, C-SPAN. Uh, they they um, finished in the uh, top one or two, or I know the top 1% in regard to all of the entries to C-SPAN concerning local government and otherwise. And and listen, we've got some young people in Mansfield who are doing an outstanding job. So let me tip my hat as well to MISD for doing the great work that they do with our students. Getting down to city business, you started off with, uh, you were talking about a planned development down near, near Lone Star. We, uh, we reviewed, uh, proposed the modifications to the planned development west of of uh, US 287 and uh, north of Lone Star Road. What we did, though, that we decided to send the proposal modifications, uh, proposed modifications, rather, uh, back to planning and zoning because it, it's it's going to it's going to take some more work uh, in order uh, for that to come through. And then the TERS, you uh, uh, realigned the boundaries. Yeah, we did. Uh, we we actually amended the boundaries uh, to uh, include uh, Magnite Parks East and West, and that way they'll have uh, access to a particular Participate in the tourist funding. And uh, again, that lightens the uh, tax burden on the uh, citizenry as well. And, um, you know, speaking of lightening the tax burden, we, we also designated an area as a, a tax abatement reinvestment zone for a commercial industrial uh, tax abatement. And that is uh, going to be vital for Crystal Windows, who's moving their national headquarters to Mansfield. So those windows are going to be uh, produced right here in town, as well as um, they're going to bring bring quite a few jobs to the area. So um, yeah, th- that was that was some good work done. Let's talk about the special uh, special use permit for RV parking. Yeah, uh, we, we also uh, reviewed a specific use permit for recreational vehicle storage at 845 South Holland Road. Um, citizens may be um, familiar with that property already. I mean, it's, it's, it, it is a storage uh, facility, so they're going to expand that and just make sure that they pull those uh, recreational vehicles out of view and under uh, cover, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to tee it up, let you hit it down the fairway, the consent agenda, what took place there. All right. Uh, We approved five consent agenda items, including the authorizing uh, the uh, purchase of property for the Walnut Creek Linear Park Trail System and uh, authorization for a uh, planned development to apply for a grant to provide uh, future funding of the uh, multi-agency task force. Again, that's our police. And uh, we also established a public hearing to consider the proposed amendment and imposition of updated roadway impact fees to uh, June 12, 2023. And and let me just say in regard to the... um, 
uh, impact fees. These changes will ensure that developments are paying for themselves, that they're paying their fair share, and it will reduce the burden on our taxpayers. Uh, for years, um, our, our uh, well, our fees have been been somewhat low. We hadn't uh, increased them in a while. And uh, what we discovered was that if we didn't hurry up and get them increased, then our taxpayers would be bearing the burdens for a roadway construction as well as well as maintenance. So uh, <laughs> we all said, let's take care of that like right now. Sure. Accessory dwelling unit. Uh, you guys talked about ADUs last night. You know, we, we did talk about ADUs and, um, you know, we recognize that um, this is a very important topic in our city. And, and let me tell you something. It's very important now because there is a Senate bill as well as a House bill that um, is uh, moving out of committee that's going to take the decision on whether a city can allow them or not totally out of our hands. And um, we looked at the Senate bill and the House bill, and and not only will it take the decision out of the hands of the uh, city, but it doesn't even, there are no provisions for a parking. So people can build these things. You can have them in your backyard and you can have a line of cars down your street and the city not being able to do anything about it. So we're heading back to Austin. This will be our fifth time this year that uh, we've actually gone before uh, city, wow. uh, excuse me, uh, Senate and uh, House committee. So uh, we want the folks to know that uh, we're fighting for them and we're going to do the very best we can to um, offer our suggestions so that uh, we won't have what we believe are some, some bad laws uh, concerning yeah. uh, ADUs. Uh, prior to the seven o'clock meeting, you had the uh, the three o'clock work session, including videotaping, video recording, a, a public service announcement. Yeah, we we did, sir. We we uh, shot a, a PSA uh, regarding uh, uh, just just the how to in protesting uh, uh, property taxes and um, also in how to apply for the homestead exemption. You know, right now we're at about twelve percent, and um, we're going to continue to work. Our city council, we're going to work hard to uh, continue to to raise the percentage uh, in regard to the uh, homestead exemptions, as well as lowering taxes. We've done it for the last two years. We're going to continue to uh, work toward doing that. And and I'm hoping that um, in the future here, we'll be able to say again uh, that we've lowered taxes and that uh, we've been able to raise the uh, homestead exemption. So uh, that's important. And also in that uh, 3 p.m. report, uh, uh, that session, rather, we discussed financial uh, reports and a comprehensive economic development policy. And uh, what I love about what we talked about is that in regard to the financial reports, we're going to, we're going to make them uh, much simpler uh, so that when we put them out on the website, people uh, will be able to uh, read them better and have a better uh, level of comprehension. So that's a moment with the mayor. Appreciate you being here today. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Listen, I will see you in a couple of weeks. And for the audience to know, uh, we're going to, in June, we're going to have back-to-back meetings, uh, June 5th and June 12th, rather than 12 and 26. So we'll be meeting uh, earlier in the month, and we hope to see everybody there. Michael Evans, we'll see you again soon. Thank you, sir. See you next time. Mansfield voters passed the two sales and use tax propositions that were on the ballot last week. Proposition A, which expands the allotted uses of its Type A sales and use tax, including all amounts already collected, for certain Type B projects, passed with 2,500 votes as compared to 1,400 votes against, resulting in a 63 to 37 percent split. 
Proposition B, which allows the use of sales and use tax for a professional multi-sport venue and related infrastructure, passed by a much narrower margin, with 2,100 votes to 1,800 opposed, a 54-46% split. The passing of Proposition A now gives Mansfield Economic Development Corporation more leeway in spending dollars on projects related to recreational or community facilities. This includes land, buildings, equipment, facilities, and improvements found by the Board of Directors to be required or suitable for use for professional and amateur sports, including children's sports, entertainment, tourist, convention, public park purposes and events, auditoriums, amphitheaters, parks and park facilities, open space improvements, related store, restaurant, concession, automobile parking facilities, related transportation facilities, and related infrastructure. The Ben Barber Culinary Arts Restaurant Management Team competed this week in Washington, D.C. in the National Pro Start Invitational, earning second place out of 100 teams. This is their third win in the national competition that provides real-life experience in the restaurant industry for participating students. The restaurant management team advanced to the national competition after taking first place in the Pro Start Regionals in March. Since November, students have put in more than 20 hours of practice each week in preparation for the competition. Nationally, the top five teams from the culinary and management competitions are awarded generous educational scholarships to help further their careers in the restaurant and food service industry. In 2022, more than $200,000 in scholarships was awarded to winning students. In sports, there must be something in the water in Mansfield because we have now produced two female high school triple jump national champions in recent years. Mansfield Timberview superstar Taylor Fingers never thought that track and field could be her ticket to a world stage as she was steadfast on someday competing in the Women's World Cup soccer tournament. After making one of the hardest decisions of her life last year, she quit soccer and Fingers is now the number one ranked triple jumper in the nation as a senior and aspires to compete in the Olympics. Fingers plans to attend LSU in the fall and is one of five DFW area track and field girls who are ranked number one in the country. Fingers cites Lake Ridge grad and Olympic triple jump phenom Jasmine Moore as a source of inspiration. We all remember Jasmine, right? Hi, I'm Olympian athlete Jasmine Moore, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Taylor Fingers will be competing this season in the triple jump, the long jump, the 4x100 relay, and the 4x200 relay. With that kind of firepower behind you, Timberview has a shot at the team's state title. If you have a comment about the show, you can reach us by voicemail at 817-435-2938. Again, that is 817-435-2938, or send us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. This coming Sunday, May 14th, it's a big one. It's Mother's Day, a time-honored tradition of honoring the women in our lives who raised us, dried our tears, and, well... 
mothered us. Everyone has one or has someone who's like a mother to them. On the second Sunday of May, we honor those women who are our mothers. Mother's Day dates back to 1905 when Anna Jarvis, the daughter of Anne Marie Reeves Jarvis, successfully introduced the idea for a national holiday recognizing mothers. Anne Marie Reeves Jarvis pursued her volunteer efforts during the Civil War. Anne Marie died on May 9th, 1905, and her daughter Anna missed her greatly. She started a dedicated letter-writing campaign to declare an official Mother's Day. This day, to honor Anna Jarvis's mother, grew into a national observance in 1911 when every state participated. May 9th, 1914, it was President Woodrow Wilson who proclaimed Mother's Day a national holiday to be held on the second Sunday in May. So this coming Sunday, take a moment to pay tribute to your mother. Surround her with the love she deserves, whether in person, by phone, or in your memories. And if you're a mom, revel in the attention. You deserve it. Let's head on over to the weather desk and check the forecast for the upcoming week with our weather mom, Colleen. Weather mom? That's new. Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. We have an abundance of rain chances every day this week, with up to 80% coverage Saturday through Sunday. Rain totals could be up to two inches for the week. We are allegedly not expecting much in the way of severe weather, other than perhaps some quarter-size hail and wind gusts up to 60 miles per hour. We're looking at a high of 83 degrees Wednesday, 86 degrees Friday, 80 degrees Sunday, 78 degrees Monday, and 79 degrees on Tuesday. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Ice cream. We all scream for ice cream. And it may be good for your health. And we'll talk about it and Methodist Mansfield News to Know. I'm Beth Steinke. Join me today for the second installment of our series, Home Buying in 2023. Are we in a buyer's market or a seller's market? I'll give you the tools you need to navigate whatever it is on the Mansfield Real Estate Report. In this week's Cocktail of the Week, I'll be talking about a cocktail that will have you remembering that the Kentucky Derby was this last Saturday. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. At Methodist Mansfield Medical Center, we've been caring for our home team for over 15 years. Today, you'll find award-winning physicians on the medical staff, advanced neurosurgery, a level three trauma center, critical care for newborns, and comprehensive orthopedic care. Methodist Mansfield, delivering the care our friends, neighbors, and home team depend on. That's community, and why so many people trust Methodist. The housing market is evolving as interest rates rise to meet inflation. Speculation abounds as to what the future may hold. Do you have a trusted advisor? The Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight should be your first call in all matters concerning real estate and the market. We specialize in residential real estate for both buyers and sellers. 
With industry partners across North America, our resources and expertise can turn the home you've been envisioning into a reality. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more. That's homesinmansfield.com. Congratulations to our latest trivia winner, Jennifer Lewis. Last week, we asked you to be the first to answer the question, who owned the first hotel in Mansfield? Jennifer knew it was one of our city forefathers, Julian Field, and she has won a $25 gift card to the restaurant of her choice. When we come back, this week's trivia question, this is about Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio 3.0. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. What started out as an audio-only studio, Podcast Mansfield is now a full-service audio and video recording studio, complete with custom green screen backgrounds, two high-definition cameras, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and we can also help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Wealth Building Made Simple, We Are TPM, and Wealth Think Tank Television, just to name a few. So whether you're a hands-on person or just need a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is here to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 right here in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and you get to record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years' experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It is time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. If you are the first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com, you will receive a $25 gift card to a Mansfield restaurant of your choice. Brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find him on the internet at joejenkinsinsurance.com. We mention this every week. Not every winner submits their answer on Wednesdays. So if it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whenever... Give it a shot. You may be taking home a $25 restaurant gift card. Here's this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, it was Benjamin Franklin who appointed the first Postmaster General in 1775, and thus the U.S. Postal Service was born. This week's trivia question is, what year did the first post office in Mansfield open? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, in what year did the first post office in Mansfield open? Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. Hi, this is Mansfield Chamber of Commerce CEO Lori Williams, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Angel Biasati says ice cream may be good for your health in Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Ice cream is an incredible source of energy. 
It has vitamins A, D, along with selenium and zinc, which are all vital for a healthy immune system. Multiple studies have found that ice cream may be associated with various health benefits. Yum! What researchers at Harvard found that a high dairy intake, especially higher low-fat dairy intake, was associated with a lower risk of diabetes. The risk reduction was almost exclusively associated with low-fat or non-fat dairy foods. The study found that men who consumed at least two servings of skim or low-fat milk each day had a 22% reduction in the risk of developing diabetes. And the study found the same risk reduction among men who had had at least two servings of ice cream every week. Researchers looked at another dozen years of diet tracking data and found that a higher intake of yogurt is associated with a reduced risk for type 2 diabetes, whereas other dairy foods and consumptions of total dairy were not. Another nutritional expert at Berkeley said the ice cream finding in the study was more consistent than yogurt. Researchers found that probiotics found in yogurt improved metabolical outcomes and helped prevent diabetes more than ice cream. However, other researchers found, for the most part, dairy foods seem to help prevent overweight people from developing insulin resistance syndrome, a precursor to diabetes. The researchers found that a dairy-based dessert, mostly consisting of ice cream, but included foods like pudding, saw a 2.5 times greater risk reduction of developing insulin resistance syndrome. Another study published at Harvard found that eating half a cup of my favorite ice cream each day was associated with a lower risk of heart problems among diabetics. It's the ice cream's glycemic index, which measures how rapidly a food boosts a person's blood sugar. And it's lower than brown rice. There's this perception that ice cream is unhealthy, but it's got fat, it's got protein, it's got vitamins. It's better for you than bread, although I love bread. On top of that, the amino acids you take in when eating ice cream, such as tryptophan, are known to increase serotonin production. And boy, that leaves us feeling calm, satisfied, and happy. American diets are not the best. It's very possible that if somebody eats ice cream and forget the starch, it can actually protect against diabetes. In another study published at Harvard, they found that eating half a cup of ice cream each day was associated with a lower risk of heart problems among diabetics. They noted that people aren't always honest when asked about what they eat. They found that overweight, obese people reported eating fewer dairy-based desserts than other people. They concluded that heavier people don't consume less desserts, they just underreport them. An occasional scoop of ice cream may be okay as long as you take care of yourself by observing a healthy meal plan and remember to get out there and exercise. That's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. I'm Angel Biasati reporting for the About Mansfield podcast.
Are we in a buyer's or a seller's market? Realtor Beth Steinke has the 411 in the Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. In the first installment of our series, we went through the steps to get your personal finances in order before buying a home. But that isn't enough to navigate the complexities of the current real estate market. During the pandemic, we saw an extreme version of a seller's market. It was absolutely nuts, with buyers throwing money around like it didn't even matter, waiving inspections, waiving appraisals, competing like the Hunger Games for bad houses. Fast forward now to 2023. The housing market is inching ever so slightly toward a more balanced market, but markets are very local and every city and even down to the neighborhood level are going to be different. There is a sharp divide geographically right now on how housing demand is lining up across the U.S., unusually sharp. Let's take a look. In the Mountain West, West Coast, and Austin, Texas, prices are down as much as 10% year over year, according to the data analytics giant Black Knight. Midwest, Southeast, Texas, except Austin, and even the Northeast, prices are up year over year, most notably Miami at 12% a year over year, and Orlando at 9%. Of course, unless you're moving across country, none of that really matters to you. Real estate is local, and one thing we can all agree on is that it is absolutely more expensive to buy a home today than it was a year ago. The variations really depend on the location, and some homes and neighborhoods are performing very well and others not so much. Why is that? One of my personal theories is demographics. Middle Americans are not moving. These are the folks who own an adequate house in an adequate location. We are seeing these folks staying out of the market for the most part. Who does that leave? Older Americans. I call it the Grammy and Papa effect. They are all cash or heavy cash buyers, and they are still moving to be near those grandbabies. They remain unconcerned about interest rates, maybe because they've seen too much. They've seen double-digit interest rates and celebrations when they finally got down to 10%. Or maybe it's because those grandbabies are just too darn irresistible. First-time homebuyers are also in the market, and we've seen a significant dip in institutional investors buying up all the first-time buyer homes since money is less affordable and less available for them. Affordability remains a critical driver in the real estate market. Mortgage rates have historically hovered around 7% since the 70s, but prices have gone up dramatically while incomes have not kept up. That equates to a reduction in purchasing power for buyers. Mortgage interest rates doubled during 2022, and that makes the typical mortgage payment 45% higher than it was just a year ago. That translates into fewer home buyers in the market. Mortgage rates and the number of buyers in the market is directly correlated. When we see mortgage interest rates dip again, then we will see the number of buyers in the market increase. So where does that leave us when considering buying a home in 2023? Opportunity exists right now for those who are ready to buy. No more lines out the door or foregoing the inspection and appraisal. However, well-prepared and well-priced homes are going under contract very quickly because we don't have enough homes especially in Mansfield, to meet the demand. And according to the Wall Street Journal, that's because inventory is 40% less than before the pandemic. New construction is a big player in this game. There are more unfinished homes available for buyers across the U.S. than in the previous 15 years. And this may be your best play as incentives are back to lure buyers in. 
Of course, don't forget to grab your realtor to go with you. Builders do require your realtor to make the appointment and to attend the initial meeting with you. Let's normalize having a strong negotiator on your side that is familiar with all the local builders and the neighborhood options as a requirement for shopping for new construction. The builder will cover the cost of your agent, and that makes the decision kind of a no-brainer. This spring is the tale of two markets, a dichotomy of sorts. Homes in a once-desirable neighborhood are aging, and sellers for the last few years didn't have to do anything special to get their home sold for top dollar. And today, that just is not the case. With large amounts of new construction available, buyers are feeling empowered to move a little slower and with a greater ability to negotiate, offer less, and ask for more seller concessions. At the same time, homes that are updated, well-maintained, and well-prepared are selling in just a few days with multiple offers. Today's buyers are going to have to come to terms with what they can actually afford. We talked a lot about affordability in last week's episode. You have to get your financing in line first in order to be considered a serious buyer. Take advantage of the various programs your realtor and mortgage professional can offer. Be ready to compromise on your dream home. I know that's hard to hear. Instead, it may take a little sweat equity to make your dreams come into view. Lean into your home buying team to find the right options available for you. Your realtor and your lender are here to help you get out of the rat race of renting. The key takeaways are, you have more time to make purchasing decisions on some homes. Others are going to go under contract rather quickly, and there is no real way to predict which ones will be available next week when you're finally ready. Get ready financially now. First, there's no way around this part. Everyone wants to skip to the fun stuff, the house hunt. Don't be surprised if you get pushback or stopped cold if you try to avoid the hard work of mortgage applications and qualifying. Be ready to compromise. Not on everything, but depending on your price point, you may have to make some sacrifices. You don't have to live there forever, but plan on at least a three to five year stay. It's still a strong market for sellers with multiple offers at times for well-prepared and well-priced homes. Lean into your home buying team. I simply cannot stress this enough. They are there for one thing, you and your home buying goals. Do you have a real estate question I can answer? Send me a message via email to info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred. Either way, you know it's going to be good as Brian Certain serves up a twist on the classic mint julep in the cocktail of the week. This week's cocktail of the week is the buzzed and wired julep. Today, I'm starting a new series on cocktails that I have found on TikTok. This first cocktail is from Juliana McIntosh, or on TikTok, she is Join Jewels. She started back in 2020 when the world was changing every day, and she wanted to create a new understandings of what cocktails can and should be. She's always fun to watch, and I really appreciate her take on some of the classic cocktails. Here are a few facts that she shared about the Kentucky Derby. Number one is between the Kentucky Oaks, which is always held the day before the big race, and the Derby, nearly 120,000 mint juleps are served using 10,000 bottles of bourbon, 60,000 pounds of crushed ice, and about 2,250 pounds of fresh mint. It's the first popular cocktail to be served with ice, as ice houses began to pop up using ice as a garnish and became popular. Some versions of this include using hailstones and ice from frozen lakes. 
Kentucky at one point was part of Virginia, and as Virginia encouraged settlement of its western territory, people brought two things with them as they moved west, horses and stills. Teddy Roosevelt loved mint juleps. Ernest Hemingway had a tantrum in a French bar once, smashing his glass against a wall, screaming, doesn't anyone in this godforsaken country know how to make a mint julep? But don't worry about taking any notes, as I'll be giving out the ingredients instructions and always posting them on bourbongospel.com. What you'll need is you'll need a glass of some kind. If you're going to be hardcore, you need a silver or pewter julep cup. If not, use a double rocks glass. You'll need a julep straw. If you've got the julep cup, you might as well get the julep straw. In fact, the julep, the straw, was actually invented for the mint julep. You'll need a Lewis bag. You'll need a wooden hammer. It'll probably come with your Lewis bag. And in your glass, you'll need eight mint leaves. Be sure to clap and roll the mint in your palm of your hands first to open up the leaves and start to express the oils in them. You'll need two ounces of bourbon. Woodford, sure, they pay for their placement in this, but I love Four Roses. I love the Evan Williams. There's a lot of different bourbons you can use in this. And you'll need a half ounce of simple syrup, a little more if you like it a little sweeter. You're going to muddle the mint leaves with the bourbon and the bitters, and then you're going to add ice to your cup. Now, the ice you're going to get from smashing it in the Lewis bag and creating freshly crushed ice. This is really key because with freshly crushed ice versus getting sonic ice is that it has a little bit of a melting factor and you can kind of form it as a ball in your hand as you put in, which helps with stopping the dilution quite as fast. And again, it makes for a much better drink. As you pour the bourbon and everything into that glass, mound up the ice on top, add a sprig of mint or two, give it a clap or a smack, and then place it in the glass. You want to make sure you place it so the mint is as close to your nose when you drink because smell and the taste all at once. If you're feeling a little bougie, add raspberries or blackberries or even a few blueberries next to your mint sprigs. That's for a traditional mint julep. For our buzzed and wired, you're going to add one ounce of bourbon, two ounces of good cold brew or chilled espresso, a half ounce of simple syrup, three-fourths of an ounce of coffee liqueur, something like Kahlua, five mint leaves, and ice. You're going to put all of this in a glass, give it a moderate shake, don't hard, Shake it, give it a moderate shake because you don't want to bruise the mint, and then strain it over freshly cracked ice and garnish with fresh mint. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at brian at bourbongospel.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Hi, I'm Corinne Fiagami, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. Today, we conclude our interview with former longtime Mansfield resident Sarah Zink, who recently packed up her bags for Boquete, Panama, and she will field some of your questions that were submitted via social media. Enjoy. What were the biggest challenges you faced adjusting to your new environment? You know, I will I will say it's probably not what people would expect. It was learning to slow down. 
it was learning that, see, we also chose, not only did we choose not to have a, a, a vehicle, we chose to not have a TV. And Ooh. so, uh, yeah, uh, because a lot of what we realized before we moved is that the TV was on for distraction, background noise. Um, it, it was, we weren't really curating um, good brain food. We just, you know, it, it's just such a habit in the U.S. to have the TV on. Well, I'm a behaviorist. And so if you think about when are you watching TV, it's the end of the day, you've, your, your tummy is full, you've had a glass of wine or, or not, but you're, you're relaxed and you really are receiving all these messages. So it was, uh, we decided not to have a, a TV, but it's been learning to slow down and be. I will say in the US, we spend a lot of time going and doing and experiencing and buying. I mean, the consumerism mindset, and we have to travel and do all this stuff. But one of the things we never made time to do is to just be quiet, just to be. Yeah. And he, here, the biggest adjustment was just not feeling guilty for just sitting outside and enjoying the hummingbirds, or we can actually see a volcano this big, huge mountain near our house or uh, the flowers or, you know, just being. So the biggest adjustment was that. And the second one was uh, learning to plan our visits to town. (laughs) So, you know, in Mansfield, you just head up to the Walmart and literally can find almost anything you want. Uh, Here, you have to go to about four or five stores to fill the same grocery list that you would fill at the Walmart. That so there's probably a butcher. There's uh, then next door could be the the the, the produce salesman. That- yeah, it's similar to that. I mean, depending on and you know depending on what you're looking for or or how you want to get your stuff, this store might sell the kind of ribs you want, but they're not going to sell pork chops. Or this store may sell some of the veggies that you want, but they don't sell all the fruits you want. And so it's, um, and not to mention, you know, grocery stores are just grocery stores. You're not going to find hardware in the grocery store. You have to go to the hardware store. Right. And then the department store that has pots and pans and this and that and the other. So it's, it's like, I think someone said, this is like the U S probably was back in the fifties or sixties, you know, but with, (laughs) but with modern technology. So without uh, without a car, do you have a bike? Maybe for emergencies? No, no. Uh, we have uh, we have actually uh, we have we have a pretty good network of friends. So if we had an emergency, we could call them. But there's also a local um, ambulance service uh, who just happens to live in the neighborhood. So uh, you know, uh, an interesting thing for people to know though is that not all the ambulances here have. EMTs, they're literally just transportation. Ah. Uh, and like in Mansfield, you could probably call 911 and have an ambulance at your house in two to five minutes, maybe. Here it could be 10 or 15. Uh-huh. So, um, but for us, let me give an example of how the the not having a vehicle works. So we curate a grocery list and a shopping list. And once every couple of weeks, we'll go into town. And we start at that the you know we start at one end of town and go to the other and we just do all of our shopping that way. 
So it's caused us to be more intentional, uh, which also means we're more mindful and we slow down and think about, you know, what we want versus what we noticed before we left the U.S. It's just, you know, you're hitting the store every day or two and, you know, spending all this money and, and not necessarily using everything you buy. And you brought up food, which a lot of these social media, <laughs> a lot right? of these social media questions are about food, but really, uh, one that's not on on this list, but that that came to mind was: Do you ever get to dine out? Are there any restaurants nearby? So the funny thing about where we live, we live in a town called Boquete, which is pretty much uh, it is the equivalent of the Aspen uh, of you know Panama. It's uh, a little bit. Uh, not that we qualify for that. We live a little out of town, but uh, it's a, it's got 40 restaurants in it. Wow. Yeah. So uh, you would never want for a place to, to go. So there's everything from Chinese food to Peruvian food to there's even a, 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 a an expat who has opened up a couple restaurants that have, you know, traditional American food, you know, a lot of burger joints, a lot of pizza places, um, there's, um, uh, you know, traditional Mexican restaurants. Uh, I mean, literally there's, there's no lack of food here in Boquete. If you go to Panama city, you will actually find, you know, TGI Fridays and PF Chang's. And, uh, there are, the interesting thing is, is there's a town about 30 minutes away called David or David in English, and they have a KFC, they have uh, McDonald's, um, uh, a Wendy's, and a TGI Friday. So, yeah, food. The Panamanians love food, so you are never gonna, you're not gonna starve to death here. But but the chains have not made it to Boquete yet. Um, I no, absolutely okay. no, because we're uh, we're up in the Highlands. I don't think we have the population that would uh, entice the chains to come up here. Now you've been there about a year and a half. Yep. What is your favorite food that they don't serve in America? There, uh, there's, well, I suppose it might serve it. And there's a couple, there's one called a rose con leche, which is basically rice pudding. Um, and our neighbor, a little old guy named Nelson, he's one of the first people we met. He's, probably 70 or 80 and he and his wife make it and they use this um uh, uh this this brown sugar cane thing called raspadura and uh it sweetens it and then um it you know they use cream and it is just so rich and wonderful so that is probably one of my favorite uh things here and they i will say the panamanians make a pretty damn good pizza do you miss barbecue Oh no, Larry brought a smoker. He oh no. <laughs> I definitely do not miss uh, I don't miss barbecue. We even I'll tell you one talking about food, there's a, a company here called Dos Hombres and uh it's run by an expat and uh he also has uh, I think a YouTube channel called Two Guys in a Cooler. Hmm. And they make uh they make some of the best pulled pork I've ever had. And they also make uh, beef jerky and a lot of cooking. They do a lot of, uh, of cooking and freezing it. And cause a lot of bear in mind, a lot of people that move here are single or they're just two people. 
And so it's kind of hard to cook for two people. So there's there's a few chef services where they provide these smaller portions so that, you you know, you're still eating good, but, uh, you know, you're not having to go to all the trouble of cooking for just one or two people. Right. Has Larry been teaching the Panamanians how to how <laughs> smoke? <laughs> no, he did sell his, he bought a smaller smoker. He sold his bigger smoker to another expat from Mansfield. He sold his smoker to them. And uh, he was teaching them how to do that. Another question from social media: uh, What do you miss? What do you What do you miss most about Mansfield food wise? You know, I will say there was a place, and I can't. It, uh, it's over on uh, two eighty seven and Broad Street. They used to make a five cheese grilled cheese sandwich. That's one thing I cannot find is a decent grilled cheese sandwich. Fifty Fourth Street. 54th Street. I think that was, and they they made a, a mega grilled cheese sandwich. So I definitely miss that. Kind of an unusual question, again, from social media, but I'm just going to throw these out there. Is there Diet Coke? Oh, yes. Now, <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, because I've been working on my health and uh, I had to give, I didn't have to, but I chose to give up Coke Coke. And uh, Diet Coke's not hard to find. Dr. Pepper seems to be the thing that is, you know, people will go on hunts for Dr. Pepper. And and I think Mountain Dew may be another one. So And probably a Fresca or something like that. Oh, yeah. Good luck with Fresca. Although I have seen people who found cases of ginger ale. Sarah, what do you and Larry miss most about Mansfield, Texas? You've been away a year and a half. This is going to hurt everybody's feelings. I, I don't miss much. Most of what I miss is just the people that we knew, but we keep in touch. I mean, video chats are just life and gold here. So we keep in touch with a lot of people via video chat. So honestly, I can say there is there is nothing that I miss enough to come back. Nothing. 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 Not a thing. <laughs> Let me think about that. Uh, no, Nothing. I mean the the beauty of this is when we told our children we were moving. Um, our our kids live all over the U.S. I mean, we we actually had one who moved to Arlington, but I have one in Tennessee and one in Florida, and everybody's always you know we live in such a mobile world. People were mortified that we were leaving our children, and we have ten grandchildren. So mm. the thing I had to explain to people is: is it, it, we are also in a high technology age, and so you know it doesn't replace in person visits, but the fact that we can have video chats really does give us a semblance of connection. So I don't miss anything about uh, Mansfield or Texas. Yeah. Um, and we 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 don't have a sense of of absence from our family and friends. So I can say there's literally nothing that we miss enough to come back. Yeah, my wife and I are empty nesters as uh well as of a year ago. Congratulations, my, yes, I've been watching those videos. My uh, and, my daughter just kid. celebrated their the, her one year wedding anniversary uh, two days ago. And so with that, we probably video chat with my daughter and her husband um, probably two, three times a week. We video chat uh, with my son and his fiance uh, probably once a week. You're right. So 
It's, it, it's a, I mean, think about it. You could do it from Texas or you could do it from Panama. It, it, it really doesn't uh, give you a sense of being farther away. I think the only difference is that people, uh, we actually got a three bedroom house because of the number of people who said they were going to come visit us. <laughs> When that, and I can just tell you that 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 uh, the guest bedroom is now a really good storeroom. Oh yeah, yeah. Because how many people have said they would come and visit you, and how many people have came to visit you? Uh, zero. Although I am working on getting a group of people, maybe in twenty twenty four, to come to Panama City. Okay. I think I think the challenge is once you get to Panama City. Panama City is only a two hour flight from Miami. And so I think once people get to Panama City, then there's another flight to uh, uh, David, which is 30 minutes or 45 minutes away. And then they have to get a bus or, or a taxi or whatever to come see us. So I thought, well, let's, let me see. Let me see what will happen here if I can at least get people to come to Panama City. It's a beautiful country. Um, it's beautiful people. Uh, the culture, I, I just have to say it's it's. Uh, a rich culture. And I will tell you the thing we love about it, Steve, is the big difference is in the U.S. there's so much consumerism. It is so centered around buying and having and getting and doing. And, you know, we and, see and showing people that they have what they have. And, and so we what we have are a lot of people who are here, uh, Panamanians. It's all about family and character and hard work. And, you know, there's always the exception, but it's about uh, the values that Americans say that they value, but behaviorally are not supporting that. So it is something that we uh, we love the culture here, love the people. So, yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a good thing for us, I think. A couple of a uh, couple of more questions from social media than um this kind of goes back to the beginning of the the interview, but uh, how much did it cost to move? Oh, so bearing in mind, uh, I will say I'm going to ballpark and I'm going to give you a figure so you get the sticker shock and then I'll back out of it. Okay. So I'm going to say for us, it was about $20,000. Now, backing out of that, uh, it cost 11000 at the time to ship a container. And then... Uh, you know, the flights and it costs $3,700 to ship, you know, to ship three pets. And then there, uh, you know, the first last month rent deposit, you know, transportation just to get all of our, you know, we had seven suitcases that we had to bring from Panama City. Um, and, and then just we when we sold our vehicle and again, we did everybody's journey to move to another country is so different, but we sold our vehicle and rented a vehicle and drove from DFW to Miami for two reasons. One was we knew it was the last time we'd be driving. Um, but the second reason was it was only a two hour flight from Miami to Panama. And we didn't want our dogs to be in cargo for an extended period of time. So uh, that you know, renting a vehicle and we took three days to drive and the hotel and the food and all that. So I'm going to say it was about $20,000. Uh, but again, you know, we sold our home, we sold our vehicles, we uh, sold so much stuff. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it sounds like a lot of money, but you know, when you're relocating to another country. Um, it, it, it really isn't. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I will answer an additional question that no one asked uh, that, you know, to get our, uh, our temporary visas and then our permanent visa. And then there's something called an e-cedula, which is basically we're citizens. We just don't get to vote. And, you know, there's some other rights that we don't have, but it's uh, it's one step further than a permanent visa that cost us about $7,500, I think. So that 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 was another expense. I don't think anybody asked about. Well, and that kind of goes along with the next uh, the next question. Was there a lot of red tape to cut through to move there? I don't think so. No. Um, you know, we we had to get fingerprints and send those off to the FBI, but you know, we didn't have any. Uh, uh, you know, felt they won't take you. I think it's important. They won't take you if you have a felony any kind of felony. You can apply to get an exemption. You know, if you were 17 and 18 and, you know, you got caught with weed and it was filed at the felony level, you know, but they don't take people, they won't even let you, uh, you know, I think you can probably visit, but they won't let you uh, apply for a residency if you have any kind of a felony at all, even a DUI, anything like that. So all in all, you're having a good time. I got to tell you, we really are. Uh, we feel happier and healthier than we have in uh, years. Uh, I think that the level of stress, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but I'm going to try. When you get off the plane in Panama City, it feels different. Yeah. And I think, I mean, my belief is that, you know, our thoughts and emotions are electric and magnetic. And so I think the stress levels in the U.S., the anxiety, the the anger, the whatever, that emits this, you know, electrical, emotional static. And when you get here, it feels different. So, yeah, would not change a thing. And uh, super, super happy that we did it. All right. How do we want to conclude this? You know, I would say let's conclude it by saying, um, you know, I think the important thing for anybody who's thinking about I mean, I call it evacuating the U.S., but anybody who's even curious about living in a different country, we had a very positive experience with the company Panama Relocation Tours. And if they'll just Google that, there's a ton of free information that can help them at least start the journey to figure out if if moving to a different country, whether it's Panama or any other country, is right for them. But I I highly encourage people to think about, you know, is living in another country an option for them? And of course, people can follow Sarah and uh, and Larry on Facebook. Again, the, the the name of the Facebook page is... It's called The Zinks in Panama. The Zinks in Panama, Z-I-N-K, and in this case, plural, Z-I-N-K-S, yeah. The Zinks in Panama. Okay. Um, oh, that's that's the other thing is that, that you mentioned you're probably in the best best health you've been in. Uh, following you and following the zincs in Panama, you've lost a lot of weight. Yeah, lost about 35 pounds. And you look awesome. Well, thank you. You know, one of the things, the food here, We again, we chose this area for a variety of reasons. The food, we're in what's called the bread basket of Panama. So I can literally buy something at the produce market that was harvested that morning. And when people ask, is the food organic? I always laugh and say, well, I have to make sure I wash it off. So there's no bugs on it. You know, like if you harvested it from your own garden, right? right? 
the the food is fresh and plentiful and flavorful and you know the chickens i can go down and get leg quarters for about a buck a piece and these were chickens that were just harvested you know within the last week so and they're not injected with all that saline junk yeah so yeah i think we feel better and you know with larry he's had some breathing problems uh for a few years the the environment is just so much better the air's fresher and cleaner so overall i mean take the lack of stress the better health care and you know the food being so much fresher and uh healthier yeah it's almost just like this byproduct of just living here well sarah i hope it's not another 18 months before we have you back but i would love to have these periodic uh, updates on okay. on living in panama well, my pleasure, and I appreciate you asking. And uh, if anybody has any questions, they can, you know, that we didn't answer, they're welcome to just ask on the the page. Thanks for being on About Mansfield. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will talk in studio with yet another fine Mansfield citizen. You'll just have to tune in to find out who it is. As always, this is the place where you'll hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, support this podcast. If you haven't already, so you never miss an episode, it's free and it's easy. Head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and enter your email address right there on the homepage. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Science reporter, Dennis Webb. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. This podcast is copyrighted by Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this podcast without written consent is prohibited. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield. Mansfield.